Welcome to Tiny Town Library. Thanks for joining us. We're coming to you straight out of the library with town news, community updates, book recommendations, and an interview with a local person of interest. My name is Bonnie, and I'm the director of the Dayland Memorial Library. And with me today, inside, thank goodness, under <laughs> the air conditioning, is Joanne Kitchell, our children's program director. Hello. Amy Wyman, our interlibrary loan specialist. Hi, everybody. Madison Safer, our producer. Hello. And little Eliza is here doing crafts right next to us. So she's our kind of our special guest today. But it's 92 degrees in New England. Who knew? It's summer. It's summertime. Mm -hmm. Finally, finally, finally. So we are grateful uh, to the Dayland Trust for providing air conditioning, of course, for the books. Of course, <laughs> that's why we have it. Only we don't need it. <laughs> it was a delight to step in. I'm not going to complain about the weather. I like it hot. It's, I do too. It's going to drop down in the 60s on Friday for Fourth of July weekend. And Crazy. This doesn't sound like summer. So no. We will. We will take the heat today. Um, there is a lot of news. There has not been any news in the last <laughs> couple of months. It's been so boring, this part of the podcast, but uh, there's good news coming down mm -hmm. the pipe. So I'm going to open with good news. Okay. And feel free to jump in. Um, town meeting recap. Town meeting was June 12th. It was on a Saturday this year. We talked about how that might be good or bad, and it wasn't great. It was only about 110 people, and the governor had dropped the emergency order allowing us to meet inside even though the selectmen had booked the tent for outside inside and mm -hmm. it was I'm gonna say poorly attended um, maybe for a bunch of different reasons it was Saturday mm. it was sunny we had a baseball game and completely maybe, different yeah. time of year from time of year a normal baby showers graduation parties I think just people were wedding showers thinking about this very important right. task. Right. I, I thought it was important. It was a $3 million budget, and it's there were a bunch important. of warrant articles um, You know that could change your taxes, but uh, I saw someone post, you didn't come, don't complain about your taxes, and that's true. That's that really powerful moment where you mm -hmm. can go in and raise your hand whether you want to you know, push something through or not. But we did have two secret ballot votes, um, mm -hmm. which is rare. So the fire truck and the town hall um, renovation went secret ballot. And How, what's the rule about why it goes secret ballot? Does someone just want a secret ballot or is there yes. a certain If a taxpayer reason? wants secret ballot, um, you have to do a petition and get five signatures and present it to the um, David Sturm's physician moderator. moderator. And then um, it goes through and it can happen right on the spot. So they had one presented for the fire truck early. And there's good reason for that. You know, maybe mm -hmm. you would be hesitant to vote yes or no in front of the fire department. Um, you know, maybe you want it to be private. Mm -hmm. uh, the town hall project, I was surprised. I didn't expect that to be private. But again, you know, maybe you don't want the select board <laughs> to see right. you vote no on mm -hmm. their project. The way we vote is very unique. And True I guess democracy. I can understand why. I mean, yeah. normally when you're voting for something, it's secret. You have your... your privacy mm -hmm. but at town meeting your little card is up yep. for all to see. everybody can see you with sure. your card for yep. sure right um right so th those two warrants failed because i i think people you know weren't ready for the town hall renovation wasn't quite ready um and the fire truck uh there was a lease instead of a bond and so that there was a question of the financing so um, easy to explain but disappointing i'm mm -hmm. sure for both okay. so uh, it ended pretty quick. It was a short, fairly short town meeting, and yes, my daughter, if she thought it was, she thought it was short. No, no, it was her first time uh, voting at at a town 
so I think she probably thought it was rather long ago, <laughs> but she was doing her duty. Exactly. Um, so town meeting has passed, budgets were approved, our budget was approved, and Howard Brown is mm -hmm. slated as the new selectman. So he, um, Kim Roberge, uh, did not rerun and right. Howard did, so um, it wasn't a contest, but mm -hmm. it is um, wonderful to see him on the board. They had a meeting that two days later on Monday and they kicked off town offices fully open. So there's the good wonderful. news. That's good. Um, all the town offices now wide open. You can go see Belinda at the clerk's office, Lori and Joan at town hall. You can head to the highway um, department because guess what? This is the most exciting news. What? The Still Good Shed is reopening. <laughs> is that true? July Yay. 10th. Yeah. Oh, when did you find out? Today, Lori shared it on Mount Vernon Chatter, oh. which is our town Facebook mm -hmm. page. And she, like, red alert, the Still Good Shed is reopening July 10th. And oh, somebody so put glad. a funny image of a giant wave overtaking a surfer. <laughs> and they said, this is what the stuff is going to look like <laughs> coming into the Still Good Shed. It'll overflow it with good stuff. So, do you have anything good that you've been saving for the Still Good Shed? No, actually. They should we can find some things. We've, well, Eliza gives me a look. We've got things that we can. Have you ever gotten anything at the Still Good Shed? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, when, best thing? Uh, when the kids, when my older two, Nick and Charlotte, when they were young, young, maybe three and four, four and five, somewhere around that age, someone had gotten rid of a, a Pottery Barn kids' playhouse. It was one of those ones where it was a wooden frame, and then it had the cloth that went over it and, like, a little Velcro door. Mm -hmm. And part of the frame was um, cracked, so it just needed to be... Still re good. Still, still good. Just the, <laughs> it just needed to be reinforced, right. which that's easy enough to do. And they were so thrilled. They loved that little house, so I think that was... That's a that was the best and thing we found. And you knew it was Pottery Barn. That's mm -hmm. the secret. you got to be a good shopper there. How about you, Joanne? Do you get anything good there? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a New England tradition. Jackson, my son, used to love to go and bring me back a present every week for the longest time. He's super lucky. <laughs> mm, yeah, I've had, I've had vases and uh, creamers. I've never had the creamer and the sugar. That would be too mm. much to ask. Still, that's still too good. You're right. <laughs> so, yeah, Jackson used to bring me things home and sometimes games like oh yeah we got apple, oh yeah like the little game board games the little tiny um apples not apples to apples but it's like a squirrel game or mm -hmm. something and one time i did get in trouble with my children we were moving from the turnpike house to the main street house and um i brought some of their toys to the still good and um i don't normally go with my kids that's something that my husband would do with him. But we stopped in for something, and we went to the Still Good, and, <laughs> and Lily was like, hey, I've got that. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and she went and took everything back. Oh, they were so oh. mad at me that I have to be careful. All right, well, be careful. What well, you now they're big. Now they're growing Saturday. up. Next Saturday. I think but it's going to be a million people next Saturday. Shopping. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. excited that it's... It's back up and running again. Uh, me too. It's joyful. I've got mm -hmm. some still good stuff there. So I have a couple of weird things that I look for, like Playmobil. I have mm. a weird addiction oh. to Playmobil. Playmobil. And at the still good shed, you, it could be mixed in with like dinosaurs and mm -hmm. whatever. And like I'm willing to bend over and pick out the little people of things. But I got a pirate ship once that was like 
fully loaded. Someone was just like, I don't want this in my house anymore, and they put the pirate. And so that lives at my mm. house now. But I like a Melissa and Doug wooden barn. So many. Ooh. Right? All right, here's my biggest score. Okay. I went to the Still Good Shed with my daughter Grace. And there was a pair of tall hunter boots, mm-hmm. and we both saw them at the same time. And we were like, oh, and we like ran and grabbed them. We got in the car, and she goes, "You know these are Grace Derulas. You know they're Grace Derulas." <laughs> I'm like, I hope Grace Derulas' dad didn't accidentally drop them off. <laughs> and she's like, "You can never wear them in front of her." So like, that's how good we know people in town. We're like, "Who would wear these? Who is right. this size?" Mm. But I don't know if they're Grace Derulas. The Grace that's funny. Derulas. Yes. If you're listening, I have your hunter boots that your dad didn't. No, worth $300 and could left at the dump. Oh, no. <laughs> so you got to have a good eye and check the Still Good Shed, and it's not till next Saturday. So You also got that really, really beautiful little painted table that I still covet if you ever want to get rid of it. Uh-huh. Oh, the cute little square table, and you put your... Um, Christmas cancel on it. Oh, yeah. My mm. husband does not like that. So it I could be coming it. your way. It could be, it's a, what, like a 1950s drop table. I love it. I know. I love it, too. Mm. And he's like, oh, it's an ugly color. But I'm like, it's still good. And that's why it was at the shed. So exactly. lesson learned. Lesson learned. Exactly. All right. More exciting news coming okay. down the pipe. What? The Summer Concert Series. Oh, praise the Lord. back. Yay. So they canceled it last year, obviously COVID. And there was some debate of whether it should come back this year, but Why again, on earth was there debate? Well, I mean, the governor, we knew he was coming in hot with dropping everything, but we didn't know when. So if I was playing the summer concert series, like I like to book bands in April and May and know what we have, but um, Heather didn't know if she could book bands because the governor hadn't dropped it yet. So boom, June 11th, he drops it. And I'm sure every town was in the same position where they're like, hurry up and book bands. Mm-hmm. Right? So she has hurry up and book bands for July 14th. Guess who's coming? I already I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Alex Preston. So our um, American Idol, and it's going to be awesome. I bought a little picnic basket today. I'm not going to lie. I was at Target. <laughs> and they had a basket that holds a bottle of wine and maybe just enough room for um, two glasses. So, What's our fruit? Mm. When's this concert? This is July 14th. It's a Wednesday night. Mm. I'll be here. I'll be there, too. The 21st, she has another band booked on the 28th. And Co-Pilot, who mm-hmm. came before, they're the 28th. I'm not sure who the 21st is. Is it the Incidentals? Incidentals. Yep. Is that the fun band that we like? That's I think so. Guys. Yep, I think so. so. They were that's good. That's a really good yep. lineup. Mm-hmm. It's Wednesday night. Pray for sun because if there's even the tiniest bit of rain, you know, we have to speculate whether we have to cancel or not. Mm, cancel. That's so tricky. We are not canceling. I think we should just move that tent down onto the. Oh, we could bring the concert up to the tent. <laughs> that's a good idea. I'm just saying. All of them. Uh, so summer concert series back, and then the fourth concert um, is tentatively set for August 21st. So here's some more good news. Spring Gala was canceled, mm-hmm. but there's been talk about organizing a summer gala. Mm-hmm. So what? it might look a little bit like Spring Gala, but and it might not even be called Summer Gala. I'm just making that up. There, there's going to be a name for this event, and it's going to be on August 21st, and we're not sure what it is yet, but the Friends of the Library have volunteered to do their book sale on that day, mm-hmm. so that it's a little bit like Spring Gala. So we'll, we'll have something fun on the corner here, and maybe maybe there's games on the green, maybe there's pancakes, mm-hmm. you know, not sure what the organizations are doing in town, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to mimic Spring Gala, but like a little baby sister of Spring Gala, right? And it's summer, right. so I mean, we can hope for a sunny, beautiful day. Yep. Um, so that's good news from the friends at the library. Right. They met last night, and they have agreed to do the book sale. 
from 9 to 2 on Saturday, August 21st. And then if there's no summer gala, we'll still do the book sale, right? Because we got to get rid of Great. all those books. We have had um, donations for a year now. And they're just piling up, and um, they're good books. We've got to get them out there for sale. And I think, just like the plant sale, people will be delighted to um, pull in and buy some books from us. And that's a fundraiser for the Friends of the Library, so bonus. We did awesome on the plant sale. Mm -hmm. I think if it's a sunny day, we could do good on the book sale, too. Mm -hmm. I so agree. If you have books, do not bring them to the library. No, it's not time. time. <laughs> There's no it's way not for time. Here's, don't bring here's them. a little secret. The summer reading program takes over the whole library, right? Yeah. And in the best of times, we have no room here. But especially in the summer, we have no room for your book donations. Nope. I want your book donations, but we're only going to collect for one week. Perfect. That is plenty of time to collect hordes and hordes of books that have been at your house. And if you want to take them to the Still Good Shed, I'll understand because mm -hmm. your books are still good. But uh, <laughs> we won't be taking donations till at least August 15th. Um, and I'm hoping that we'll have a little, maybe a trailer out there or something, and you can just lift the lid and drop them in there, and then we'll sort them, and it'll be fun. So that's that's a different way to do the book sale. Mm -hmm. And if it works, oh my gosh, we'll never store them again, mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. So that's the good news. Any more good news from town? Did I miss something? I know the Historic mm. Society is opening on Saturdays, but um, go to their website or go to their Facebook page to see. I went up there after the kickoff of the summer reading program. Mm -hmm. And um, it's fantastic. So if they're gonna open um, more, you should definitely look into it. It used to be once a month, but now right. uh, they're trying to open more with docents and um, get different people to be up there. It's a great place. Yeah. It is a great place. So that's my good news. Do you mm -hmm. wanna talk about the exciting news um, from the children's program? Oh, of course. course, of course. So we are sort of right in the middle, not quite to the middle of our summer reading program, the national theme, Tales and Tales. I don't think we talked about what was going out front at our last podcast. Oh. Describe the scene out in front of the, the library. The scene out front. Every year, my husband makes a display that goes along with our summer reading program. And um, this year, we have the tortoise and the hare. Clever. Cleverly running a race. Um, and who is going to get to the finish line first? The tortoise. Because slow and steady. Wins the race. Wins mm -hmm. the race. So we have a big, a very tall um, finish line right in front of the library. I love it. Tortoise is just edging over the line. And that hair has been uh, surprised. Mm -hmm. He's panicked. He looks panicked. He's panicked funny trying to win, but he's not going to. So um, he should there. have prepared. It's there. I love it. Um, so thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. For it looks awesome. It and you had all the kids over from the village school. Mm -hmm. You got some good pictures the of them. The whole under. school came over. What a glorious they, day that was. As they normally do. It was very good. And um, then we went under our tent in the backyard. Thank you, Stephen and Amy O'Keefe. Mm -hmm. I love the tent, and it has made my life so much easier back there. This is my eighth summer reading program and normally we are hot, we are tired, um, I'm putting up and down little tents that are no fun, crawling around in the basement to put them back. Lots of work. Worried about the weather and um, this tent is a dream. It's a magnificent People dream. People have pulled tent. up 
to tell me that it looks like we're having a party every day. They're every like, day. what are you doing today? And because here's one of the tricks, the tent is so good, mm-hmm. but it has to be transformed every day according yeah. to what's going on. So this right. morning we needed the big open floor plan for story time kids to sit on the ground, mm-hmm. but poof, tomorrow we need 10 tables and 12 chairs mm-hmm. for the kids who are coming for the teen. Right. And then, oh, the next day. So it has to be transformed, but it still does, it looks like a party every day under there. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, there's tables and chairs. Oh, and we have pretty lights. Cookbook, the lights. Tablecloths, the lights. So the lights are so good at night. I, I can't thank them enough, and I think we are taking advantage of the space um, you know, to the best of our ability. We're using it every moment. People are doing meetings under there. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'm so grateful. Yep, I love, I love it. I love the tent. Um, and the summer reading program is going very well. Story time under the tent is so popular. I love it. Uh, we, it was very hot today, and we had lots and lots of families come out. Baby boo. And we had, you know, the ice water, and we handed out bubbles. Everybody got their own bottle of bubbles. It was super fun. To our teen program, I did get a grant for a teen art program, and uh, we've had two uh, sessions so far. We had the painting with Bob Ross style. Um, that was super fun. Last week, we did build a birdhouse, a paint birdhouse. Also very fun. Mm-hmm. Like Those looked great. Creative energy. I am planning on sending a letter to the State Library to thank them for the, I know this was probably COVID money mixed with some State Library, you know, mm-hmm. funds, but uh, if the goal was to pro- provide an enriching program for teens, you know, for their mental health, mm-hmm. um, success. 10 yeah. out of 10 already. And we've I only agree. had two sessions. It's the energy out there, it's magical. Like I, I walked out for the painting, your daughter did that, mm-hmm. and not only, like the kids were engaged for hours, yeah. hours, mm. and the tools that you provided were professional level. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, oh, here's some bad paint and maybe a brush or two. Like it was pro mm-hmm. all the way because of the funds. Mm-hmm. Because we weren't making something from nothing. Mm-hmm. And then same thing with the birdhouses. Like, it was all day engagement. They walked away with a product. They learned something. They had a mentor who maybe they never met before, an mm-hmm. artist in the community. And again, more the money provided that product, so you didn't have to like beg, borrow, and steal mm-hmm. wood. How right. would we've gotten wood right now? Oh my gosh! Oh, okay. right. I cut off the wood. Right. Like I can do a lot of things, but I'm no carpenter. <laughs> don't don't sell yourself short. Okay. Just, I'm sure I would have gotten the wood from right. somewhere. But so that's my letter to the state mm-hmm. library. Like. Um, I know you have a final report, but like I'm just going to tack something onto that because we have amazing pictures of the kids. I know Charlotte's been attending, mm-hmm. and yeah. I hope she's benefiting from the program. She's um, enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, it's just, and I know we were kind of worried, like, would it fill? Mm-hmm. This is kind of twisting arms to get teens back in the building after right. they've been here as children. Right, and, and what is what is so good? How you said it, it takes all day. So we know if anybody knows a teen or a preteen, and if they have a, a phone, which they probably do, um, it's a different it's a different world, and these kids are just languishing in front of screens mm. all, all summer or yep. all their whole life, and it's it's a sad it's a sad state of affairs that they're that they're in, and so for them to come and, and do these three hour projects, three and a half hour projects. Um, it's a long time mm-hmm. for for a person in that age to be working on any one thing right. other than like 
not wasting notification all day in front of a phone. <laughs> so um, I've been very pleased with the amount of time that they are that they have the capacity for. And we do break for snacks and lunch. Um, yep. And tomorrow they're making a resin jewelry. And, it's and I, I hope fun. we'll get the product back for the gallery showing. I love mm -hmm. the idea at the end too, because I do want the community to see um, what the whole grant provided and right. what your community educators provided and what you provided uh, in one showing. It would be yep. like pretty cool to see that. Yeah, like I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to mm. that. Yeah. Yeah, and then of course we've got uh, crafts for the for the smaller, the younger children. Oh, those those so fifty crafts. <laughs> yeah, a week. Yeah, just those. So we um, will be making crafts on Thursdays. We're making lion masks. I have a great team of volunteers. Um, normally, you know, you get a volunteer and their crew, and you have them for a few years every summer. And what happened um, to me is. Well, we didn't ha really have a program last summer that we needed as assistance with because of COVID. But um, all of my volunteers that I'd had for years all graduated, uh, with with the exception of one of one girl. So this is a brand new team of t of team volunteers and junior team volunteers, and they're green but um, enthusiastic. Very, and I I love and appreciate them. They're and they are like their own program. They don't even know that I've got like twelve of these kids that are working with me mm -hmm. all summer long. And have so a drink, have a cookie, stay and hang out with us. That's uh -huh. what it feels like. Do a like. little work. Like what else mm -hmm. are they doing? Right? And I think they like it, and I like having them here. So right. you're preventing lives of crime. You know what? Else <laughs> well, I'm trying. <laughs> I am trying. Rest, how is the story walk? Oh, Lord, <laughs> um, the story walk. It's very good. Um, Updated, year, brand new. Yep, last year uh, my husband and I made a, kind of a, a impromptu little story walk all along our pond at Carlton Pond, our town pond, and with permission from the Conservation Commission. And it was fun, but it was a lot of work to do something that mm, isn't going to be very permanent, so I was checking it continually every single day, and finally, I think one good windstorm knocked it all down. Do you want to explain what a story walk is for someone who okay. doesn't know what one is? So a story walk is uh, you take a story and you take the pages apart, and then you somehow cover it or stick it on a stick or a pole or something, and you walk and read the story as you go. So if you started at the library, like first the title would be on one page and then you walk a little bit down and then you read the whole a whole story a whole picture book picture book and um, it's just a different way of experiencing reading um, in another in another place in another mm -hmm. way and we did it last year because with COVID we couldn't be in the library we couldn't be together and so we thought this would be a good idea to get outside read story and it was good it was well received and so I got permission from the Conservation Commission to make a more permanent structure and uh, the funds were provided by Jane and, Jane and Peter King and the Friends of the Library and the awesome creator of the story walk is Bruce Schmidt awesome. mm. so I told him what I wanted and I wanted it to be natural and I had all these crazy ideas in my head that 
I thought he would tell me no because that wouldn't make sense or it would be too hard, but he did the whole thing. So each post is a beautiful uh, limb of a, of a tree and the frame also has smaller twigs all around it and it's plexiglass so I can easily change out the story at will. And so right now over the pond and under the pond is up at the Carlton Pond. It's lovely. Mm -hmm. um, 100% it's a go-to event if you haven't been and you live in Mount Vernon or you live outside of Mount Vernon, stop by Carlton Park where Carlton Pond is on Grand Hill and experience the pond with the story walk because mm -hmm. it'll drift you around the pond. I saw turtles, I saw frogs already. <laughs> and the way, yeah, the way Bruce placed it mm -hmm. is so thoughtful. Mm -hmm. So especially the one stand that's in the cattails and the ones that have the rock where he's you encouraging you to sit and read. Mm. Um, so really genius, looks so good. And if you're a library listening to this podcast and you're thinking about a story walk, please come look at ours as a superior example. And I'm not saying we're superior, I'm saying you and Bruce. <laughs> like there are story walks all over, like there's one down in Milford and it's good. It's like, um, uh, what are those signs, like election signs, mm -hmm. and they put them in a row on their sidewalk and it's Eric Carl, right? And yep. it's, it's fun, it goes up and down a little hill and it's cute and I worry though I'm like ooh, one big gust of wind and that's like floating down the mm -hmm. oval you know yeah. but they're they're probably pulling it in or whatever they have to do this one is like semi-permanent and it just feels like it's an addition to the pond um, mm -hmm. and it's beautiful how destination you start and you go around the pond in a circle and so there's a clear beginning and end yes so yeah, I don't think you'd walk around the whole pond just for no reason. You know, like it just really encourages you to experience that space. So I thank mm -hmm. Conservation Commission for allowing you, mm -hmm. and I hope they're really happy with how it turned out. It's spectacular. So thank you. Extra effort. You're welcome. Going to heaven. Thanks. Anything else going on with summer? Um, I don't think so. I know we're halfway through. So I'm just doing the summary program <laughs> all the time. <laughs> summary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Uh, we're going to be back with Amy. She's got book recommendations because it's hot book summer. There's so many good books mm -hmm. out. She's been reading everything. I've been reading, <laughs> I've been reading a now. little bit. But. All right, we're going to take a pause and be right back with Amy. Okay. All right, we're back with Amy. Uh, she's going to have all the books you need to read this summer mm -hmm. and um, a review of like, hmm... Bee treats? Is that what we still call them? Or are you sure. reading things other than bee treats? Um, a little bit of everything. All right. Yeah. What yeah. should we be reading? Okay. So I, I still like to talk about uh, books that were published a while ago and then books that are new. I like to kind of jump around so it's not all brandy new stuff. Um, a book that I read recently that I've been meaning to read for years, literally for years, is The Magician's Assistant by Ann Patchett. Ooh. I had never read that. And the story wasn't... It didn't go where I thought it was going to go, but the place that it led me to was really beautiful. It was a really lovely story. I really enjoyed reading it. It was very interesting. Um, and I, I think I've read nearly everything Ann Patchett's written. I mean, she just doesn't write a bad book, so hers, it's, it's worth reading if you haven't picked that up yet. Um, and it's set, part of it is set in, ooh, is it Nebraska? North Dakota, South Dakota, somewhere like that, very cold. So if it's a hot, hot day and you need to feel refreshed from your reading, you can read about these characters and trudging through the snow in The Magician's Assistant. So. I haven't read that. Mm. Have you read it? Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. 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 It's, it was good. It was good. It was very good. 
Uh, and then another book, and I know I kind of gushed about this one on my own personal social media, Mr. Rochester by Sarah Shoemaker. If you are a Jane Eyre fan, Jane Eyre fan, that sounded funny, mm -hmm. uh, you need to read Mr. Rochester. It is essentially the story of Edward Fairfax Rochester's life before he meets Jane, and then it's Jane Eyre told from his perspective. Mm -hmm. And so she took the liberty, Sarah Shoemaker, of kind of filling in those gaps of things where you read Jane Eyre and you think, God, why did Rochester do that? Why did he say that? Why did it happen this way? And so Sarah Shoemaker kind of went, hmm, okay, here's what I think. And I really liked oh, I what she did that. with his character. Yeah, it was, and it's just, the, the writing was beautiful. I just, I really enjoyed that one. Um, so those are my two older books. And then now for the things that are newer, Bonnie, I know you read The Kitchen Front with oh, your family book group. Mm -hmm. and My all-women family book yes. club. And we're all cooks. So I thought, this is going to be perfect. And it was. It made a great discussion. It was light. Loved it. Yep, yep. I just finished listening to the audiobook of that, and I also loved it. It was the way she wove all the characters' lives together. And, you know, they start off, there's a lot of animosity. There's a cooking competition, and who's going to win? And and then I won't give anything away, but it's 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 just lovely the way everything. I did care about together. one woman more than the other, and we talked about that in our book club. Oh. Like almost like everybody identified with a different one of the competitors. Okay, yeah. And I you were cheering that. for one or the yes. other. <laughs> so it made yep. for a good discussion. I might recommend it to the morning book. I mean, the morning book discussion. It might be too light for their group, yeah, but maybe, um, maybe. I thought it was a delightful book. But, right. It was that was a good one. So the Kitchen Front by Jennifer Ryan. That's. I don't know, came out sometime this spring, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. I picked it up in May. Yep, yep. And then uh, Paula McLean's new book, Where the Stars Go Dark. Now, she wrote Circling the Sun and The Paris Wife, which were both, those are historical fiction. And Where the Stars Go Dark, uh, I mean, it's set in 1993, so if you could argue, is, is, that, is that still modern date? Is that historical <laughs> fiction? Eh, it's So I felt like it was a departure from her other two books but I really enjoyed it I feel like she did a good job of it and it had you know it's like there's a missing girls it's kind of set uh, in California against the backdrop of if people remember Polly class the story of Polly class when she went missing and there's so then there's this other fictional person in who's in the book and she goes missing mm -hmm. and it's you know there it's that sort of that race against time could she still be alive are we looking for a dead body yeah. um, who did it <laughs> who you know is it someone in the community is an out is it an outsider and she just she really nailed kind of all of that drama and then it ended up I was surprised by who the bad guy turned out to be um, so that was that was great and, and then, we own that it's on the shelf yep, we have that and um, I haven't finished yet Taylor Jenkins read her new book Malibu Rising I've got maybe I don't know 80 100 pages left but it's really good I'm really enjoying it's getting it, a lot of press it. right now yes. as like top beat read it's like the beat read yep. in the summer yep. so hopefully it'll yep. be back on the top reserve it Amy's right. got it now yep, got if it you now. reserve it then when yep, we check it in next. it goes right off to the next yep. person yep and it's it's one of those books I like books like this where you, re you read a couple pages at the beginning and it kind of sets up you, you already know the bad thing that's going to happen at mm -hmm. the end. So in, the, in this case, I'm not giving anything away. In this case, it's a fire. There's, there, there were, she talks about how there are fires in Malibu so many years. And whatever, you know, in 1983, there was a fire. So you already know that that is what ha the book has to do with. And so it's, the whole book is just building to that. And it's, 
each chapter is um, an hour of the day. So it's just oh. building, building, so that you can just feel that tension and, okay, when, when, when's the fire going to happen? And it's, but it's still light. It's still got that sort of beach read vibe. It's set in Malibu, the, the, the whole family of children, they're all surfers. So there's like that laid back vibe. It's, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So, so those are, those are all the brandy new things. And then I wanted to talk about, there's a handful of books that are new-ish that have come out in like the last month. I don't think, I don't believe the library has any of these. So these are just ones that I've come across that they just sound interesting. So there's a book called The Chosen and the Beautiful by Neve Voy. And it's kind of a twist on The Great Gatsby. The main character is a female, she's Asian, and... Uh, is it... Um it's published? It's a summer mm -hmm. published? Okay. It's June 1st. It came out June 1st. Um, and I, I've seen it popping up a couple different places, and I thought, ooh, okay, that sounds that well, sounds especially great. if it's a Gatsby right. play. Right, like right. a take on mm -hmm. The Great Gatsby. Adding it to the, the order the list. The character's female, and she's Asian. So um, if you're looking for kind of like a poignant, sweet read, The 100 Years of Lenny and Margot by Marianne Cronin. That also came out June 1st. There's... Um, it's an 83-year-old woman named Margot and a 17-year-old, I believe it's a boy, but I'm not sure, uh, named Lenny. Is this, this is like Harold and Maude? I don't know, actually. I don't, that um, famous movie? But, they, they're, they're, they, but they're in a hospital. Margot and what? Lenny and Margot. Lenny and Margot. So it might be. I don't know. I don't, maybe it is kind of a retelling of that. But they're, they're, they're both in a hospital. They're both kind of not well reaching Ooh. the end of their lives and they realize that their two ages together add up to 100 and so they join an arts and crafts class and they're creating 100 paintings to portray the years of the life that they have between them. Who's the author on this? Um, Marianne Cronin. I'm kidding. And the cover is beautiful. It's blue and it's got these like beautiful yellow cabbage roses and it just... I read that and I'm like, ooh, I want to read that. I want to know that story. These are both on order. So, both yeah, on order. That sounds great. The other book that I keep seeing popping up everywhere that I think is going to be another really hot summer beach read is called The Gunkle by Stephen Rowley. Oh, I thought it was a children's book. Oh. It looks like the cover of a picture book. It's yellow, yes. right? And with, I'm with like, kids why is that an adult book? So it's... So think um, gay uncle, gay uncle equals gunk. Which is a cute picture oh, so. book idea. Yes, right? that would be a cute right. picture book idea. <laughs> right. Yes, the cover Like really your fun does. uncle, your fun uncle? Your, your fun right. gay uncle, right. Yeah, fun gay uncle. Okay. Um, so it's gay uncle Patrick. He has two, a niece and a nephew. Tragedy strikes. He ends up with full custody of the children. So then it's navigating their lives together now that he is the parental unit. Um, I, I just, he wrote, Stephen Rowley wrote Lily and the Octopus, which that was kind of a quirky book that came out a little while back, but I remember enjoying reading it. So I thought, oh, okay, so The Gunkle. I feel like that's gonna be another big, it, I, it's been like on a lot of the summer beach read books. And then another one, sometimes I like to read kind of like a lush, fairy tale-ish fantasy in the summer. Like those can be good just to kind of really get absorbed into. And I just heard about this book the other day called The Wolf and the Woodsman by Ava Reed. Came out June 8th and it's a debut novel. And it's uh, supposedly it's inspired by uh, Hungarian and Jewish myths. And 
it's it just sounded beautiful. Um, the main Who's character. the author on that? Um, Ava Reed. Ava R E I D. Ava Reed. So I just, debut. I, I want to get it. What's that? A debut novel. It's a debut novel. Okay, came so maybe not everybody has it. Could be. Sometimes the debuts are like mm-hmm. that, right? Like right. I'll go and they'll be like, I've never heard of that, but right. it's like number three on the bestsellers okay. <laughs> because they didn't know to pre-order it. Sure. They didn't know it was going to be good. Right. So. You know, so maybe like like Gibson's in Concord because they're a bigger independent bookstore. Right. Indeed. They would have it. Right. So they might have that. It just it sounds beautiful. The cover's really pretty. I was like, okay, that would be like my well, fantasy. You literally just maybe. filled my July order list. So nice. There we go. Hey, there's more. <laughs> no. Um. All right. So here's here's um. Speaking of July, um, so these are the next books I'm going to talk about are all books that aren't published yet. Yes, so this is what we're this is what we're looking forward to later this summer and then one in the fall as well. Um, I've read two of Riley Sager's books in the last several months and really enjoyed them. They're kind of um, thriller, suspense, sort of in that vein of a genre. She has a new one coming out July 6th called Survive the Night. And I've heard it described as a 90s road trip to hell or something like that. Um, so it... it horror? I, uh, not think? really. It may be kind of borderline horror. The last book that I read by her was called Final Girls. And it was about um, women who had survived. Like They were like the surviving final person in some sort of a massacre. And then it was sort of the story of what was happening. And it, oh, we it, talked about this. We, well, actually, that was a different book, believe oh. it or not. That's, that there's, Grady Hendrix has a book coming out called, it's like the Final Girls Support Group or something like that. So different book, but coincidentally similar Same topic. Theme. But Riley Sager's book had come out maybe two or three years ago. Um, and I, I just listened to that recently. So the, her new book is Survive the Night. Um, so I, I've enjoyed the other books that I've listened to by her, so I, I'm expecting to enjoy that one as well. Um, another book that's coming out um, August 3rd is The Husbands by Chandler Baker. And I've seen this cover, it's kind of popping up a lot of different places, like in a highly anticipated sort of thing. Um, this seems like it's kind of like a keeping up with the Joneses with like a dark twist. I guess that's um, maybe the best way to put it. So sounds like it would be like a good juicy, also like beach read, like if you like that sort of, mm-hmm. like like the husband's secret, like that sort of in I that vein. That. I love that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So something like that. Um, another book that's coming out. So one of my favorite books that I read last year was Migrations by Charlotte McConaughey. She got another one in the pipe? She has another book coming out this summer called Once There Were Wolves. And it's set in Scotland. The main character is someone that she's trying to reintroduce wolves into this area of Scotland. And the people that live there are like, get out of town. We don't need wolves. They're going to kill all our livestock. Someone ends up dead. And then there's a question of what happened? Who did it? What's happening? So I just, I loved, loved Migrations. It was so beautifully written. So I'm really, really looking forward to reading her latest book. Um, Paula Hawkins, not to be confused with Paula McLean, right. Paula Hawkins, who wrote Girl on the Train, has a new book coming out later this August, August 31st, called A Slow Fire Burning. And I literally didn't even read the description. I was just like, oh, Paula Hawkins, new book. Wrote it down. So I'm sure that will be excellent. Everyone, yes. Yep, everybody's going to want to read that. Um, and then... Um, 
Silvia Moreno Garcia, who wrote Mexican Gothic, which a lot of people read that last year. After American Dirt. Um, right. Well, it she was inspired. It, she didn't write that, but it right. was, you know, they, it was, yeah. Um, she has a new book coming out in August called Velvet Was the Night, and it's like Mexico, set in the 70s. The cover looked very kind of luxe. It was like a woman with glasses and fancy. Um, yeah, because her other cover was good, too. And Don't I re- judge a book by its cover. Don't but I do, cover, but, but I do. We do. <laughs> and she, I, over, when I was on vacation in May, I read one of her previous books, which was called uh, The Gods of Jade and Shadow, and loved that. That was so entertaining. So I feel like... Um, I'm looking forward to her new book. And then the last book that I want to mention, um, Amor Tolls has a new book <gasps> coming out October 5th, and it's called The Lincoln Highway. Ugh. I and hope again, it's good. I didn't even read the description. I just thought, oh, Amor Tolls. Okay. Right. Um, Got to get that when it comes out. Definitely. Thanks yeah. for the heads up on that. The, October? Um, yes, October 5th. That's um, A Gentleman in Moscow. If you haven't read A Gentleman in Moscow. Hurry up. What you are you waiting to, for? I, you need to come to the library right now. We have two copies, and just you need in to case. Check it out. That was such. <laughs> and a we have it on audio. There is no excuse. Beautiful book. Beautiful I agree. Book. So his latest will be out in October. Um, phenomenal list of recommendations. Everybody should review that, and Madison's going to include them in the podcast notes. Yeah. And I know my sister listened to the May podcast, and she said I was driving and writing down what Amy ah. was supposed to read. So people are listening awesome. to you and, and taking your recommendations. I will just quickly say that um, today is the drop of um, the sixth wedding, Ellen Hildebrand. Right. Twenty eight summers was the big um, her big drop last summer, and. It was so, not controversial, but people didn't like how it ended. Didn't like the ending. So she did a, I think it's Kindle only, right? Mm-hmm. You can get right. it on Digital. audio or do the ebook, mm-hmm. And it's short, 45 pages, something, something. like that. Super yeah. short. So you can do it in an hour. Amy will do it in like an hour. And it's called <laughs> The Sixth Wedding. And we were speculating, my book club read it. And they were like, uh, is Cooper getting married a sixth time? Is it like, what does the sixth mm. wedding mean? Um, and it's set in 2023. So... You have to think about the characters and how old they would be in 2023, and we'll find out. So that dropped today. I haven't downloaded it yet, but I'll be on it. And then I'm reading uh, People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. It's that orange cover. Yes. And so far, it's just really light. I would highly recommend it for a day at the beach because it's it's about... um, uh, like she's an Instagram traveler and it's like two young people so delight and Midnight Library is on my list for my book club next month Okay, still on yep. the bestsellers it's yep. skinny yep. so I'm hoping to read it pretty quickly um, have you read it? Matt Haig yes yes yep. is it worth yep. all the hype? I liked it I just the, you read so much the, too so the only thing I didn't like about it was the how how it gets into the story so that it starts with the premise is this young woman is just She's very down on her life. She's just not, things aren't going the way she expected. And the book starts out with her trying to take her own life. Oh. Yeah. So I didn't it's, know that. it's kind of an odd, it's an odd note. And so she, she ends up in this sort of in-between space that is, in her case, it's a library. So it's this midnight library. And then the story goes from there. And so I feel like it resolves well where the story goes is fine. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't like that it started with 
a suicide attempt. Good warning. Because so. I know nothing about this book. Someone else chose it. Mm-hmm. And it's been on the bestseller. So I'm like, I should have read it by now anyways. But I just didn't have time. Mm-hmm. So that's yep. on my list. Yep. And I do want to plug, um, thank you for all your digital pick posts oh, on Wednesdays. Welcome. If you're um, following Amy. Anything on Overdrive and Hoopla, and you did themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've still got themes going I've forward. I've still got themes, yeah. Here's the good news about Hoopla. Um, I applied for an American Rescue Plan Act grant. The state library got $2.3 million, and it's going to trickle down to us. Every library in New Hampshire got a certain amount based on your population. Too bad we didn't have more people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The, maybe the square footage of your library. I keep saying that, but that might not be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got $1,200. So... $1,287, and we're going to apply that towards more Hoopla digital content. Wonderful. So uh, if you haven't used Hoopla yet, in the next week or two, I haven't found out if we've got the grant. I'm assuming it's going to be approved. Uh, we might up the number of borrows. So right now oh. you can borrow four things from Hoopla a month with your library card. This might allow us to bump it to six, which sounds like a lot, but it's movies, audiobooks, ebooks magazines um what else there's television comics and i did my annual review and turns out our community uses it mostly for audiobooks Mm. so it's a little bit like audible um you can go into hoopla and see if your book's there and if it's there it downloads right to your device and you're listening and it feels free now it's a charge to the library but because of this grant it comes out of the grant bucket money so super excited to um, find out if we're getting those funds and check Hoopla out. I'll be promoting it on the Facebook page. And we had a big burst when people, when we first got it. Sure. And yeah. you can see how it's like we've leveled off. So we want to get more people using it and trying mm-hmm. it. Summer's perfect, too, because you're on vacation. You're on an airplane. You're in an airport. Wherever Drive you are somewhere. going, you're right. right. You've got vaccinated and you're off. You need Hoopla. Mm-hmm. So, uh, are you reading anything, Miss Joanne? reading the stationery shop right now. Oh, that's oh, the prettiest cover. Yes. Speaking of judging a book yep. by a cover. Yeah, no, I do that's it. a good one. And I am enjoying it. Yeah, I'm not reading as much as you. Um, why? I mean, you're just doing <laughs> nothing on that porch out there every day. Falling asleep. <laughs> Summer hours Josh for Joanne. No, Summer I'm reading, hours. I'm reading the stationery shop and I really like it. I'm sure you've read it. I did. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Um, this is normally when we segue into our interview, but we do not have an interview today. Instead, we're going to talk to Madison Super, <laughs> our producer. Uh, this is her last podcast. Maybe not. She might come back and help I us. I think and, she'll come back. Yeah, we might be desperate for her expertise <laughs> in the next couple of months. But uh, she gave notice that she's leaving us, which we're sad about. But we knew we were a little stepping stone in her life, which we have been delighted to have you back. It was our honor to have you here. Okay, so the big exciting news is that you finished your book, and it's going to be coming out when... It should be coming out in spring of 2022. Author visit, illustrator visit, <laughs> we'll book you right signing. away, book Absolutely. signing, book tour. <laughs> so things have been a little slow because of COVID, of course. So that's the target for when it should be out. But okay. there might be spring, summer, fall, somewhere in the arena, but it will be out sometime next year. Do you have a copy of it yet? Or have you even even seen it? It's still a little bit in tweaking like final things yet. So like we're still figuring out exactly what the cover is going to look like. But everything on the inside is completely done. All the text is in. So I have like a a PDF of what it's going to look like, but no printed copy yet. I saw pictures and the first thing I thought of is that it's going to be a great book for teachers to use. So that kind of sells itself. So the book is about the natural origins of instruments. So how like 
a shofar came from a ram's horn or how you dig for clay and um, you know would make something like an ocarina so it's specifically geared towards teaching and has like a little element in the back for teachers so exciting nonfiction yeah. for kids and you know if a music teacher uses that for instruction and then another one and another one I mean how many elementary schools are there yeah. you could be famous I like, think it would be perfect for like a Waldorf music school I think mm-hmm. that would be like the perfect demographic for it excellent yeah congratulations and do we have a second we do so i don't know no it's been announced yet so i can say um they're they're having a sequel to it that is the same concept the natural origins but instead of music it's about pigment and color so how you're able to extract color from different natural materials like blueberries blue sure or like i don't have that yeah things like coral yeah um yeah so interesting that one's still being written but i will be working on that come september exciting yeah so your journey continues we were just (coughs) a stop on your path and like i said it was a delight to have you here i know you have a close relationship with joe weber so like we'll always be checking on Mm -hmm. you and following you on instagram and you're you're still on etsy are you still making cards (laughs) i do your side hustle took a little bit of a break because we have a new dog and i needed some time to um focus on just on her and some other stuff going on so um but in a couple of weeks and I'll be back at it. You're everywhere. You're yeah. out there everywhere. Yeah. So what that means to the community is that we have an open position. It is a senior library assistant position, mm-hmm. 18 hours a week. Mm-hmm. We would love to have someone come the same as Madison does on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from three to eight. Saturdays from 10 to one. It's an awesome little part-time job. And um, I wasn't going to post it yet because Maddie McPhee, our teenager, is here for the summer and she was willing to pick up extra hours. But as soon as she goes back to school, um, she can't be here from 3 to 8 at night every night. Or can she? Will she she quit her score? (laughs) You never know. Uh, But I thought we would post the job uh, towards the end of summer. So if you're listening to this podcast, be looking for a job posting. If you're thinking, I would love to work at the library at night. It's Um, fun to work here, I think. It's fun to work here. Just ask me. Right. Just ask you. So that leads us into our interview questions. Are you ready for a speed round, Mr. I am ready. You have to make this out yourself. Okay. Madison, what is the best part of being a librarian assistant? I don't know what it's like to be a general library assistant because I feel like this was such a unique position. Like this is the perfect job for someone that wants to be a librarian someday because Mm -hmm. you get to have so much experience in so many different parts of working in a library. But I think for this job, my favorite part was how collaborative it is. I think everyone that works here is very open to suggestion and I think there's like really good ideas flowing. And I think the community too really benefits from that. And I think even, you know, even though it's just technically a library assistant position, I still felt like there was a lot of creative control that I had that I don't think a lot of people would have in this position otherwise. I think that was my favorite. You didn't just shelf books. No, I think everyone just genuinely gets along really well here and I think Mm -hmm. that really contributes to having better programs and better community events. Well, honestly, look at all our towns too. How can we not tap into her greatness, right? I know. That's what we kind of like about having people come in. We're like, what are you good at? Glitter and glue? She's a terrible cutter. She never knows what I (laughs) do. That is true. There's the next question. What? is the worst part of being a library assistant. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, don't say the bathroom. Don't say the bathroom. <laughs> well, the bathroom is maybe up there. Um, what's the worst part? Yeah. 
there's really not that many bad parts about this job. It's a really great job. I would say my worst part, I think this is the same thing Sophia said, and just whoever does HIPAA violations don't listen, but um, (laughs) getting those freaking seasonal books down every year from the top shelf. Everyone here is like, what, under five, six? Right, yeah. So I think just the struggle of like trying to get them all down and not get whacked in the face, it was was challenging. The new library, like that shelving would never be allowed that height Mm -hmm. because it's not ADA. Mm -hmm. And so like all the shelving in the new (laughs) library will be like, four and a half feet high that's it you could roll through the aisle yeah <laughs> so, yeah all right yes. well that's and a good reason comes. to build a new library because I know. <laughs> so maybe hipaa violation people if you're listening then <laughs> suggest the new library right. yeah. Yeah. we just got the safety inspection it was fine um i've been whacked in the nose by books so <laughs> many things right yeah I'll take you out right now and if you're applying for the job, that will never happen. <laughs> no, never yeah. happen. You can wear it. If you like it, that's the worst, then it's not, it's not, it can't be a bad job. So yeah. continue to apply. Right. Yeah. Very good. Oh, here's an interesting question. What is your favorite patron and why? Oh, this oh. is... Uh, I think we all have somebody yeah. who comes in that we get excited when they come in the door. Of course. I, right. I have a couple. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I love. Them? Yeah, I do. I wrote down three people. Okay. I love the Pepper family. Oh, I think Charlotte everyone loves them. Doesn't love them. Charlotte's just, like our mascot. I know. She's <laughs> just an absolute delight. Uh-huh. Lena is also a delight. Mm-hmm. I think it's just really fun to have mm-hmm. them come in. It, they just have really good, I think, energy. Well, and they're our neighbors. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, they're fabulous. Um, I love Earl Rich, of course, oh, because he nice. has done so much for our library, and he always has such a good attitude about it. Mm-hmm. He brags about you, also. Yeah, he'll be True. checking in on you. He'll come I mean, in in like a month and be like, "Where is she? I never see her." <laughs> well, right. Um, I, I think one of my favorite was also Alice Corbett. I knew you were. Gonna I just that. love her. I, I'm just. I really admire that. You know, she is a little bit older, mm-hmm. and she does not stop reading things that challenges her, and she doesn't stop talking about them, and she's willing to ask questions and. She's just a delight. I love Alice. She's a great I love all of our patrons. Mm-hmm. I really do. They're all characters in the book. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, Those were three great ones. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Well, I had. <laughs> oh, you knew a little bit of oh, a. Oh, I thought it was. A no, but I think those would have uh, those came very easily mm-hmm. to me as well. There's many others too, but those were the first three that came to mind. You gotta have favorite. I know. Yeah. Who's your least favorite? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Joanne, three, three, three come right to mind. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep that to yourself. Oh, um, okay, do you have a secret talent? Um, I don't know if it's a secret, right, but I play the jaw harp. Oh, wow, that's a secret. Which I wish I would have brought because it's very easy to play. It's this little instrument that you play with your teeth. Yeah. And you, dun, dun, dun. yeah, it, it is metal. You bite oh, on hurts. it. Ooh. It doesn't hurt. It oh. vibrates though. Um, and you, there's like a little. It's almost like a reed that you have to pick, and it makes a Who very. Who taught you this? I just taught myself. So you never oh. know until you. Yeah. Know. So I think that would be my secret talent. It's not very difficult. It Thursday night pop up performance. <laughs> <laughs> Summer concert series. Be <laughs> pretty sure it comes. Yes. Every child will want to try it. It is fun. It is. Uh, you have to be careful because you can't chip a tooth if you're not good at it. Oh, dangerous. I know. Dangerous. I have to live on the edge. <laughs> and what are you reading this summer? Um, okay, so these are the last three books that I read. Okay. Okay, so the one I actually got from here was Of Women and Salt by Gabriela Garcia. And it was really beautiful. It was a really short read. I think I read it within a couple of hours. And it was about three 
women from different generations, all from the same family that were Cuban, and was kind of comparing some of the immigration process in America to Cuba and what happened um, during the socialist revolution there. So that was really beautifully written, short, quick, um, just really heartfelt. So the next one that I read that I really liked was There's Nothing As Whole As A Broken Heart, and that was an anthology of essays from modern Jewish writers that was talking about collective grief and how to look at Jewish practices like sitting shiva for dealing with social grief. So it was written last, or it was written partly last June when everything was happening um, with the influx again of Black Lives Matter and, um, and just a lot of other social issues being brought to the platform. And so it kind of was answering some of those questions of like what what to look at and how to like deal and move forward with with grief that isn't you know necessarily personal. Mm-hmm. So I loved that book. Oh, I'd like to read that. That sounds interesting. Yeah. And then the 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 next one that I'm reading now is another Jewish book called Ashkenazi Herbalism. So that's something else that, I don't know if it's a secret talent, but I do a little bit of herbalism in my spare time. Mm-hmm. And so it is a collection of different herbs that were used during the Pale of the Settlement. Um, for, so that would be like Eastern Europe, juice, um, and what herbs and medicine practices they would have had. And so it's um, a collection that's never been put together before. And I definitely would recommend it. Where'd you get it? Um, I think I got it from either IndieBound or A Books, mm-hmm. which are just two books, uh, bookstores online. And super I, specific. It is very specific. Right. Um, but that's well, I'm Ashkenazi. Those are your Jews. passions. Yeah. So those are two intersections that I really um, am interested in. I'd, I'd recommend to anyone that has like ancestry in Eastern Europe because it's not just necessarily about Jewish people, it's also about anyone from that area that's interested in what medicine would have looked like during that time. So, yes, very specific reads, but I would recommend them. See how we all read different stuff. Yeah. That's the part that's interesting. Mm -hmm. All right, well, that is the end of our podcast. Uh, We're coming up on the 4th of July weekend, so everybody have safe and happy 4th of July. We will be closed on Saturday, July 3rd. So if you're listening to this, get in the library and get your books for the holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. Going to the beach, going to the lake, you're sitting in a hammock. I'm doing nothing. I decided. The weather's like, eh. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to read. I mean, by doing nothing, I mean something, but huh? nothing scheduled. So um, happy 4th, everybody. And good luck, Madison. Thank you. are off to greatness. And we'll be following you like we do all our good library assistants. They all end up somewhere in We'll be following you. Thank you for everything. Bye, everybody. Happy 4th of July.